this is a warning, this podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. (laughs) We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks guys, bye. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with my brother, Eric, and my boyfriend, Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? And we're here for our 56th episode. Ooh, yeah. Over the hill. (laughs) And this uh, episode's theme is called From Within the Woods. Ooh. So, very spooky. Um, (laughs) um, We're trying to be creative. Yeah. Um, but anywho's, uh, let's get our regular stuff out of the way real quick. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Audible, and other places. Um, please, if you are able to like, subscribe, and give us a good rating. And if you want to send in your story to be read on the show, or if you want us to give you a call, uh, send us an email to let's chat paranormal at gmail.com and you can follow us on facebook and instagram both of those are let's chat paranormal all right guys spooky updates all right who wants to go first i'll i'll go first because i know mine was like a a little one okay, okay. so yesterday i was attempting to to do my research I was, I had my back to, or I should say I was in our room and I had my back to the other side of the house. Oh, yeah. So my back was like literally directly to the door to the back side of the house. And um, I'm getting creeped out because I'm reading some stuff. And then I hear like the door, like it's clicking, like it's, <laughs> it's trying to open and, Ooh. and yeah. And, and recently Jesse put like, not a deadbolt, like the chain, oh, uh, okay. the ch- chain like lock. Chain lock, yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know why seeing that freaked me out. But then when, when like I was hearing the door do that yesterday, I was uh does he know something I don't? <laughs> <laughs> but that that's it. That's my spooky update is just the weird clicking noises from the door. You know, and I, I think I want to also kind of put out there that that's the area that we're going to be yeah. kind of converting into a studio. Yeah. Fun times. So <laughs> I know I know my sister kind of wants to be prepared with that area. So we got like a, a EMF reader, and uh-huh. a, all kinds of stuff that we can also run while we're doing our episodes and stuff, which is going to be cool. And I'm looking Looking at my sister drink this like gas tank of water. Stay hydrated. It's half a gallon. God, good lord! I haven't finished one yet. <laughs> I go through that like three times. Well, good for you. <laughs> Staying hydrated is hard, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so my turn for a spooky yes. update. All right, all right, all right, all right. So when I came last week to record and eva just told me this uh like yesterday because she just remembered she's like you she kind of puts this stuff in the back of her head (laughs) in the void and it just disappears and then something will trigger it right Mm -hmm. so she said that while i was over here recording an episode she was doing the dishes in the house and our medium-sized dog started barking 
towards the corner in the living room, right? Okay. Creating a ruckus. Uh-huh. And our littlest one, being the curious little shit that he is, comes over here and he goes, what's going on, guys? What's going on? <laughs> and he steps into the living room and he says, mama, who's that man over there? <gasps> no. Oh, my God. I got shivers. I, I shit you not. She And again, Fuck. my my wife doesn't believe in this stuff. She just She is a no bullshit person. And she told me straight face that he pointed and he said, who's that man over there? And he waved and he said, okay, bye. And then he just walked away. Oh, hell no. So I don't know what's going on there. I I really don't know what's going on. And the dog continued to bark in that corner. I wonder if we started showing him like, well, he has pictures like of Eva's, like Eva's dad photos interesting i wonder like if we were to try to to show him other people it's like if he would like recognize and be like yeah yeah, that was yeah i that's very interesting i i don't know uh you know one of the other things too that he's uh so if if y'all are all you know continuous listeners out there y'all are aware that my son sees clowns and doppelganger mommies in his closet as well as killer ducks and and killer ducks giant ass ducks so he's been saying that a clown's hand has been trying (gasps) to grab him lately stop yeah i keep getting shivers (laughs) (laughs) i hate that yeah because like this morning he told me about it again like all this week he's been saying this big hand that's all white it's wearing a glove keeps out keeps coming out and trying to grab him and he says that it comes out and it it it's grabbing at the floor like if it's trying to grab at him and i'm like hmm mm. okay have you ever so, like tried to go to sleep in his room with him hell no why would i do that <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile our son while i'm talking to him he's telling me that he is the bad guy <laughs> <laughs> he is the venom well so so that's the other thing like i uh so, so like like I've said before, I, I'm going to take everything that my son says seriously. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, the way he's telling me, I don't know if he's making it up or if he really believes this stuff. Because he's, he, you know, like a kid, if he's telling you something, he, he kind of looks excited. He looks jovial, right? Like mm-hmm. he's laughing and stuff. But no, he's telling me with a straight face. And he's like, Dada, this hand with a glove come out and it tried grabbing me and it was grabbing at my floor and it grabbed my toy and i was like it's just like uh a monopachona type incident oh my god it's just the hamburger helper hand (laughs) and and that's the the first thing show the hamburger helper (laughs) i have an unhealthy fear of hamburger helper babe it started as a young don't cook that for me ever Uh, sure thing logan oh god yeah and and that's the way i pictured it was you know like this roughly around the wrist the white hand that just pops out and i fucking hate that what the fuck yeah and like he doesn't seem terrified of it or anything i'm terrified the other day when we were at y'all's house and like i had to go in there i literally was all like gotta get out of here quick Like, you know, so are the closet doors like folding doors? What if like you were looking towards his bed and you heard from behind you the door just open? I would have ran backwards out of the room. <laughs> I, I know for a fact if something was in there with Sal, we would just hear like, doof, doof, oh, fuck, all these toys. Jesus. I'd be like, ah, that's what you get, man. Yeah. It's so, like nobody is safe in that room. Yeah. Not even he is. Yeah. Like, what did I step on? Yeah. He's always stepping on shit and he's like, look at this mess. <laughs> 
it's chaotic in here. I can't haunt you, kid. Yeah. Oh my god. He threw Sal under the bus <gasps> last week. He threw him under the bus so bad. So when everyone left, we went in there and we we're like, you need to clean it up, boy. And he was like, but Sal did it. <laughs> Sal did it. I, I noticed uh, when I put that one video of uh, the kids making a mess on my Facebook, I noticed Eva immediately laughing. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I, I've seen it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anywho's. Yeah. But uh, good times in our house, I guess. Yes. Uh, oh, so, you know, that's another thing, too. Caleb mm-hmm. doesn't like. So he. Uh, our son is already kind of overdramatic, right? Caleb is already kind of overdramatic. Runs in our line. But uh, <laughs> he gets, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? Like he gets overly dramatic when we start talking about spooky stuff because he does not want to hear about it because he says that he sees things at night upstairs. Mm. And I guess he's trying to like suppress it or or, or whatever. Or he, or he's just like, hey, y'all, I'm about to sleep in six hours and y'all talking about spooky stuff. <laughs> so y'all need or, to quit yeah. your shit. Well, I mean, he's he said that he's heard stuff, but he just stays asleep and he doesn't want to he doesn't want nothing to do with it. Like Smart he just boy. I'm hmm? sorry, Dad. I just hear like a like a woman gagging and choking sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very frightening. Mind your business, boy. <laughs> That Jen isn't having this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Notice how we're the only ones laughing. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my, uh, those are my spooky things going on. Oh, God. That is the <laughs> giant hydro flask <laughs> slapping up against everything. It's called an iron flask. Oh, iron flask. My bad. Shameless plug. Um. Well, um, I wouldn't say I have like a spooky update per se i had a spooky dream nice and uh so um i i believe she had just left the room to do something and i was like finally the bed all to myself Mm -hmm. and like that's what i do like i'm like yes i sprawl out and like i shit you not like i felt like i was going into like the deepest of sleep and i just in a very dramatic 80 90s horror movie type of thing i saw that back door just fucking violently swing open oh shit wait okay wait the sliding door or the back door the back door the one that i was talking about earlier yeah so it was like noises and i was like oh shit and like i woke up and it was still closed so i got up and i kind of jiggled it and i was like i mean it could open i guess and that's when i was like you know what i'll go ahead and put a lock on it just to be safe (laughs) (laughs) foreshadowing yeah and i was just like yeah i was just like you know what let's just let, let, let's just uh let's nip it in the bud yeah let's just be precautious about this and then jen's like the door yeah like as soon as i saw it i literally was like why do we have that like that was it immediately freaked me out like he he gave me no explanation i just showed up and it was there why is there a padlock on yeah this door? exactly as, uh, what, what are we trying to keep in there I keep uh, I keep deformed Jen back there. Shut up. I'm gonna du- put the doppelganger Jen. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that'd no. be nice. From that that one creepy closet in the back. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that was a creepy closet. She is not lactose intolerant, and she loves ice cream. <laughs> she probably She's doesn't like have opposite. sweaty feet either. Yeah, no, she doesn't. Dry as a whistle. <laughs> God damn it. She actually, she actually requires lotion on her feet. 
Anyways. Jesse's going to get a slap in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, why are you telling these people my secrets? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Oh, this is why I love doing this. <laughs> Anywho's. All right. I think we're ready. Yeah, we're ready. Okay, guys. Pop open your beer cans, and if you're drinking a margarita, drink two for me right now. And uh, just get yourself spaghetti, sit back and relax, and listen to some spooky tales about forests and woods. All right, well, let us start off just by saying that on my part of view, I'm going to be covering a lot of the 411 missing people's cases. These are all real people that have a disappeared uh, without a trace, have been found in pieces or alive, oh, or have uh, been found with uh, major time skips uh, in their recollection and memory against uh, almost impossible weather situation scenarios that not a lot of people can comprehend. So they're kind of just brushed aside, as most people do when you encounter something that you can't really reason yourself out of. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple of rapid fire ones just because they're so quick and crazy that there's not really much detail. It's just, this is what happened. Oh, God. Oh, we don't know what happened kind of thing. (laughs) So um, real quick, uh, one is in 1974. A uh, amateur kind of semi-pro wildlife photographer named uh, Charles McCuller decided he was going to venture out to Crater Lake in Oregon. Uh, you know, 70s, drove a, one of those uh, Volkswagen bands and whatnot. Yeah, yeah he, was real, yeah. he was real in it. You know, if you look pictures at him of him, when you, you, you do decide to look it up, you'll see and you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is, this is the 70s yeah, type thing. Yeah. So... You know, he's like, I'm going to go take some pictures of some wildlife shit. You know, enjoy myself. It's the <laughs> 70s. And you shit. know, yeah. I mean, that's what essentially he was doing. He got a friend that had a all-terrain vehicle to take him down. Yeah. And uh, he said, you know what? Uh, and this is actually, you know, uh, I guess stated by his friend that uh, was the last one to see him. Said, you know what? If I don't, uh, if you don't hear from me in two days, uh, send people to come look for me. And, you know, <laughs> joked about it and headed out there. Well, sure enough, nobody heard from him. <laughs> Finally, you know, they, they sent out a, a search party in that area, and to their dismay, all that was found of him were unbuttoned pants. Oh, shit. As if he was sitting down and he was just vaporized. Uh, upon closer inspection, when the search parties were looking, in looking into the socks that were still attached to the pants... They just found his feet bones. What the hell? That's wild. Yeah, no other part of the bone, of his bones, other than a portion of his skull about 12 feet away from those remains. What? Uh, No cameras, no nothing, just pants and essentially your finger feet bones in the socks. Um, What the hell? Quick question. So did they find him immediately? No, no. So incline weather happened. They actually... This is going to be a recurring theme that you'll see if you guys search these 411 cases. Is uh, there are always about 12 uh, 
miles away from wherever it is that they were supposed to be. Something takes them away from okay. that that yeah. far. Uh, you'll see it. It's a recurring team. Weird. 12, 12 miles away. Very weird. Uh, yeah, and that was it. There's no other explanation. Uh, they said natural causes or, sorry, uh, the elements got him. Hmm. Which is... Is you this know. the one that you also said that he was looking towards a uh, cabin? No, no, this is that's oh, a this completely is... different. Oh one. This shit! Is just, God damn. Yeah. So um, then we're gonna uh, head out a couple years in the future to 2002. A gentleman <laughs> named Christopher Tompkins working out in Harris County, Georgia, doing um, city public work surveying. So hard hats, boots, rough guys. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah group of four guys going along this county road out there in you know georgia the lush wilderness of it uh he was the fourth man on the chain so the third man which is the guy that reported missing Mm -hmm. would state that they would survey a couple of feet he would turn around look at you know uh christopher then they would move because they would all check on each other making sure they all kept the same pace right he would turn around check for christopher he'd be there a couple more feet up then Suddenly, when he turned around to look at Christopher one more time, this isn't a matter of seconds, by the way. And this isn't like a he started to conversate with someone and then boom, he disappeared. No, he said he literally glanced over and Christopher was gone. Oh shit! Uh, thinking, hey, maybe he just ran behind a tree or something to take a leak. Uh, they surveyed a couple more feet. Finally, the head guy of the team said, "Hey, you know where's Christopher?" He's like, "Oh, we missed him a couple of feet back, you know." And they were already, "Well, we can't go any further. Literally, we're gonna leave him behind." Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go call him up. So they all take their break, uh, start heading over to the area where he was at, and as they kind of scan the area and yell out for him, they notice that there's a ton of change on the floor and tools that would have appeared to be in his tool bag. Yeah. But not a single sign of Christopher around. I mean, nothing. This is open wilderness, so you could pretty much kind of get a good clearing of a couple feet in front of you. Right, right. And uh, they were kind of, you know frazzled by it so they started looking maybe he fell in a in a you know some kind of hole or something yeah yeah so along that county road there was a barbed wire fence and on that barbed wire fence they found his boots stuck to it um okay and that was pretty much it that's all they found or just boots a boot that was caught in the barbed wire fence and changed that was apparently in his pocket and tools that were in his pockets uh, the only other time that was found was uh, his other boot in a swamp many, many miles away. Which is what the fuck? A lot of people like to speculate that if you think about it and you come to a rational conclusion, it looks like something grabbed him, yeah. flipped him over, and took him away. That's why yeah. all his change in his pocket and his tools fell out of what he was wearing. Yeah. Huh. Um, and that's Like it. grabbed him up from the feet and yeah. just drug him away. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of fucking scary. predator. That's what that is. Well, there's other incidences of a creature <laughs> like that, believe it or not, uh, in these 4-1 cases. But like the first thing I think of is a bear, but I don't think that they would care to flip them over or anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, so at least from my very limited knowledge, I know the bear will, if it did attack with its head down, it is going to try to grab your feet. Oh. But, but... It's not going to stand up with you oh. still in its feet. It's going to grab you okay. by the feet and drag you away. Let, let's oh. just um, kind of just throw this out like there Like play devil's quick. advocate and stuff. No, no, no. So if this was a bear, he would have started <laughs> yelling. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true uh, yeah. Bloody yells, what they call uh, uh, 
a death scene where yeah. you fight for your life essentially yeah yeah true, yeah true um and nothing there was no yeah. blood there was no sign of a commotion no nothing just you know and and this reminds me of another story that's similar to this where a little boy was uh, abducted in the forest with like no traces like they even got park rangers out there to look for him and there were no tracks and this is like a a professional right like because mm -hmm. park rangers are trained to track and look for these things and he was like dude there is nothing this kid was sitting on this rock just like his brother said mm -hmm. he went the brother went over to like the mom to tell him something or tell her something just for like two minutes they hadn't even separated for very long mm -hmm. and they got back and this little boy was gone and uh that was one of the things but this is a grown man because one of the speculations was that a giant bird like eagles are fucking huge yeah. mm -hmm. right and that's what they were saying but then where's the blood because like the talons on an eagle yeah. are like and, huge and you, you'll hear the wing flaps if oh yeah a creature that yeah. big you know yeah so wow that. we're never going in a forest yeah this is a, if, well you guys do decide to dive into the 411 missing cases from the detective that actually takes uh, thousands and thousands of hours on his own free time to kind of assess these situations and break yeah. them down you'll see there's a recurring theme of uh people missing in a matter of seconds um no traces of anything and a lot of weird fucking creepy shit i believe dove in deep into this so <laughs> this um, one caught your attention huh? yes uh let's go to the two uh cases that i'm going to be covering and those are just rapid fires to kind of set the mood for you guys nice. on the craziness that uh happens in okay. the wilderness of the u.s canada and mexico so we're gonna go to october 2010 in uh mount shasta which is california it's a very popular uh hiking camping type of area a lot of people visit it uh just for the beauty and the awesomeness that is that wildlife part of mount shasta so in this one uh incident there is a family uh they've decided to omit their names because it is a pretty weird fucking case <laughs> uh this family decides that they're gonna camp out and they are they have a small child about the age of i want to say three let me hold on yeah, three, uh, and just like how you said, uh, in these cases, families doing what families are doing, just having fun. This kid goes off to the beginning of the line that leads into the, you know, the wilderness away from the trail, the campsite. Okay. And the father and mother note that they remember seeing him just standing there, just looking out into the wilderness. Turned yeah. around, started doing something. Boom. Gone. So they're like, wow, where did he go? He must have walked in. So, of course, immediately the parents start going in there, start yeah. calling his name. No answer, no answer. They start getting a little panicky. So they start kind of like running into there to try to see if they can catch up to him. He's a yeah. two-year-old, you know, you're going to oh catch up to him. Yeah. Or even at that, just garner a reaction. Yeah, nothing. Complete and total silence in this area. Uh, they call in the, you know, the rangers right away and a big search happens. Five-hour search to be exact and nothing not even a single trace of this kid no clothing no trails uh hounds aren't catching any sense he's completely and totally disappeared so in a last ditch attempt to kind of cover ground that they had already covered one of the searchers was like you know what? let's head back to this area just you know just to put my mind at ease uh, which is in the trail area so you're walking back into the trail and sure enough 
They're walking the, the trail, and in this thicket is the two-year-old. Yeah. Just laying, completely unharmed. About, I want to say, 12 miles away from the actual area where he Jesus. was supposed to be. Yes. Damn. So they find him. Everybody's happy. The parents are ecstatic. You know, their, their two-year-old yeah. has come back unharmed. Just a couple minor scratches, but nothing, nothing like crazy, you know? Yeah. So, uh, of course, everybody starts to wonder, you know, what really happened? You know, so it's a two-year-old. So, yeah. of course, the dad being curious, he asks him. The son gives him some weird explanation. The dad chalks it up to two-year-old babble. So, mm-hmm. now we go a couple, of, I want to say, weeks later. They take him to his uh, grandmother's, which he affectionately calls Cappy. Okay, okay. And him and Cappy are having fun, you know, just doing grandson grandmother things and he turns to her and says i don't like the other cappy oh (laughs) so her response is like well who's this other cappy and she's like the other cappy i don't like her she's mean and he Mm. goes well where where did he's like what do you mean he's like the day i went missing cappy you told me to go and she's like no she's like well the other cappy i know it was the other cappy now yeah and she is completely horrified because in her head she's thinking a person that looks exactly like me lured my grandson away. Yeah. So she starts asking him more questions. Well, tell me. And she's like, yes, I was standing at the edge, you know, and I saw you, Cappy, and you waved to me to come to you. Yeah. So I started going to you, and you grabbed my hand and started leading me away. And then you took me inside a cave. Mm. And she's like, well, what do you mean? She's like, and in this cave were nothing but spiders and purses. What the fuck? Women's purses, like purses purses he says there was a bunch of purses in there okay and uh he says yes cappy you took me in there and you started asking me questions but you got angry because i didn't know the answers to the questions you were asking me okay and then your head started to glow red Mm. Mm. and she's like what the fuck so she's listening to this kid go on about this other cappy she says you got so mad that i wasn't answering the questions correctly that you threw me out of the cave and I remember falling asleep because I was so tired. And that's when they found me. What the fuck? Jesus Christ. So she is thrown for a loop because she also has a deep-rooted secret incident that she chalked up to nothing. So she goes and talks to her son and goes, hey. And she tells him the whole story. And the dad's like, yes, I, I remember him telling me that. He says, why? He says, why is that so weird? It's just his imagination is a coping mechanism. Yeah. And she starts to kind of break down on him. And he goes, well, I had an incident in that same area, too. And he goes, well, what do you mean, Mom? And she goes, well, I, me and my friend, we both went out camping. And you know me, I like to camp in my tent. I don't really do the RV like he does. And we were out at the fire, you know, just relaxing. And uh, we kept hearing rustling all around our campsite. till we eventually saw these red reflective eyes coming from the darkness. And, uh, of course, we were a little bit, you know, precautious because we knew it was a predator. There's a lot of wild animals out there. So every time we would try to shine our light on it, you could see it kind of turn because the eyes would disappear. And it would scuttle or, like, scurry away. We would hear it. So it just constantly kept doing that throughout the whole night while we were out there. As to not to freak us out, we were like, it's probably a a creature. If it was anything more dangerous, it would have attacked us by now. If it was right. a bear, that kind of thing, it would yeah, have made yeah. its move already. So, not letting it bother him anymore, she went to sleep in her tent, and the gentleman went to sleep in his RV. 
As soon as morning broke and Cappy's waking up, she realizes she is asleep on the campsite floor outside of her tent. Ooh. Face down. What the fuck? Really groggy and in a mind, immense amount of pain. And she notices that there's kind of like a, a, a puncture or bite mark on her neck. There's dry blood on there. So she's kind of gathering her wits and as she turns to the RV area, she notices that her friend is also asleep on the floor. Oh shit. With the exact same Weird. ligature marks on his neck. Yeah. And uh, so they kind of don't know what's going on. They feel like shit. They're in pain. They feel like they were just beat up overnight. And uh, they kind of both come to the conclusion to rationalize it that they were kind of they might have must have gotten bit by some kind of poisonous semi-poisonous insect spider yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what led them you know to to that incident and that was it so <laughs> when she heard her grandson talk about this she was like there's something in super weird going on in that area that's <laughs> and um that was it that was the first case of out in the wilderness and that was mount shasta you <laughs> said yes in uh california and wow. this incident was as recent as 2010 wow uh now we're nice. gonna go a little bit earlier september 2012 and this is gonna take place in uh arkansas uh st eves in a place called buffalo river park very famous very nice scenic beautiful uh well miss linda ortega 53 uh, headed up there to visit her brother Eddie, and she got she got there roughly, you know, September twenty second on a Saturday, I believe. Um, yeah, having fun, relaxing as you know siblings that haven't seen each other do. And her brother goes, "Wait, we're going down to Buffalo River Park." And she's like, "Yeah, I know of a perfect fishing hole." And she's like, "Well, all right, so I'm, I'm game if you're game." So they go down the trail, and he says, "I think it's around this area." So of course they venture off a little bit off the trail, nothing too crazy, right? And uh, they're going, they're going, always trying to keep mind of where they're at. <laughs> but they get a little sidetracked, and they end up getting lost. So there's still daylight; they still got hours to burn. And the brother and her are very optimistic. They're like, yeah, "We can find our way back, you know, before nightfall." Yeah. Well, no, they don't. <laughs> Nightfall falls pretty heavily on them, and they are nowhere near the trail or anywhere that they recognize at that. Mm -hmm. So they have to sleep out there at night, and that's their first night. Oh, God, you're saying first night? <laughs> yes. So there's multiple nights? Uh, they were lost a total of five days out there. Ah, darn. So on the second night, or second day, same thing, they seem to progressively be getting deeper and deeper into the, the wilderness and yeah. less and less being able to find their bearings. Um, it's not till the third day where Miss Ortega and Eddie are kind of thrown into like a weird frenzy because she says, I remember waking up on the third day and just start running, yelling for help. Mm -hmm. She says, I, when I think about it, I don't really know what came over me. I just felt like Eddie was in danger and I had to go get help. So I took off running. To his dismay, as she did that, Eddie was in a daze too and he managed to get out of the park. Wow. Get in his car and drive home. What the hell? Without any recollection of the friend. So, no, okay, so he drives home and he shows up and uses his key goes into the house and he says hey dad what's going on and he goes what are you what, where's uh linda 
He goes, what are you talking about, Dad? And Linda, I dropped her off at a family member's house. She's fine. And he goes, what, what do you mean you guys are fine? You, you guys have been missing for three days. He goes, no, we haven't. We were out, and I just dropped her off. She's fine. What are you guys worried about? Well, when did you drop her off? And he goes, just you know, right now. He goes, well, what day do you think it is? And he's nonchalant, just going, oh, you guys are overreacting. It's until the dad and the family members start pressing him. Tell me exactly in detail, what was the last thing you remember? When did you drop her off? How did you get out of the park? And in this realization, Eddie starts to think, I don't really fucking know what happened. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't really remember. So in order to check up, they call the family member. And he goes, no, I haven't seen Eddie. And no, Linda's not here. I haven't seen Eddie in the longest time. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know why you would say that. And they ask him, Eddie, where is Linda? And he goes, well, I, I, I guess she's still in there. She's still lost. Like, oh, shit. And they go, well, why did you leave her? And he goes, I don't know. I don't remember. And up to this day, Eddie will still say he does not remember. He, he doesn't know huh. why or how he even got out of the park and why he thinks he dropped her off at a family member's house. So, a search intensifies looking for Linda Ortega, trying to find her. Yeah. Another three days would pass until she is stumbled upon by some hikers. And when they find her, she is very disoriented and distraught, but very happy to be found. So she's a little bit, you know, huh. emaciated and, you know, just beaten down by the elements. And Linda would go on record to say that when she was recovering in the hospital, she kind of started to recollect events. Okay. And when they asked her, she, I mean, still shoddy as it was, they asked her, so Linda, what happened out there? And she would say, hey, I started running, uh, I was trying to find help. Uh, and I did. I saw a group of people, hikers, uh, you know, a few 400 meters away, but visible enough. So I was thrilled. I was like, finally, these guys can tell me how to get out of here or help me find my brother. So she starts you know, waving at him and yelling and these hikers turn around and they look at her and they're like, what the hell? Like, you know, and she's like, well, I mean, come on guys, like, you know, like wave back at me or something. So she's like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to keep getting closer. So uh, I want to say about a hundred meters between them, she realizes that they're not responding and they look really fucking weird. Okay. Like not human almost. Hmm. Like imitation human kind of thing <laughs> so as she's waving to them they all duck behind trees Ooh. weird and this is where Linda says that this is the first time that she's lost that she felt fear like this isn't right there's something really wrong going out here right now mm -hmm. so she is very frightened by this incident and she doesn't know what to do so she starts backstepping and as she retreats about 50 meters before, or 50 meters away, these people things start peeking through the oh, trees. No. Sorry. But, <laughs> oh, God. But kind I of this. just watching yeah. what is she doing. And she says she is terrified because she knows for a fact that these are not people. They yeah. look like people, but that people wouldn't behave that way. So she starts backtracking more. And as she backtracks another hundred meters, constantly watching them as they peek in and out of trees, bouncing around, kind of shifting through the trees, uh -huh, uh -huh. they all come out again. 
and they stand in unison looking at her as she is walking away. So she gets a couple more meters away, turns around and starts hightailing out of there, trying to find the trail, <laughs> trying to get as much distance from this hiking group as possible. So she is frantically running and she says she doesn't remember a lot of incidents there between the night she fell asleep. Ooh. So all she remembers in between that incident to when she fell asleep is literally when she woke up as she was asleep. Yeah. Might have been the third to the last day. Might have been the second. She doesn't really know. All yeah. she knows is that it was the dead of night and she woke up to the sound of a bunch of feet running around her. She couldn't see. It's pitch dark out there. No moonlight, nothing, no residual light. But she can hear this group of people running circles around her, jumping kind of just all over the place. And she is fucking terrified because she can't see them, but she can hear them just moving all around out there. And not animals, not nothing, people stomping around. Yeah, yeah. She calls out nothing. Every time she would call out, the movement would stop, which led to even more terror for her. So... Eventually, she says, I don't know how you would, but she said she fell back asleep. (laughs) And as the dawn broke, she kind of breathed a sigh of relief and was like, okay, well, not time to get back up and start looking. So as the dawn was coming up, she's kind of judging her parameter going, okay, where am I going to go? She corner of her eye, she realizes that she sees something and she adjusts her eyes a little bit. There's a fucking silhouette of a guy a few meters away hiding behind a tree looking at her (laughs) and she spots him and he's she's terrified she doesn't know what to do and as this thing realizes hey she can see me he kind of like does a quick look around and when she guides this black shadow's head movement she starts to realize they're fucking all over the place. Yeah. So she's literally surrounded by these things. And as she starts making co- eye contact with each one of these shadowy figures out there, they all realize, oh shit, she can see us. And she says that in unison, they all went from the trees that they were hiding behind, all came out and started zigzagging back into the woods. Full running. She could hear the rustling. And she was, says, this is the most terrifying experience I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and of course, she's being questioned, well, maybe did you consume something? You know, maybe you guys ate berries or Wild something. Mushrooms. Yeah, something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Toxicology report shows, no, they didn't ingest anything other than, you know, water. And uh, that's about it. They yeah. just were running on water. Like just common things. Yeah, yeah like- well, no, just water because they weren't concerned about either trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was... Uh, Linda Ortega's incident in Buffalo River Park. And up to this day, she'll go on file and say this is the fucking scariest thing that's ever happened to me. And there's something out there. I absolutely hate that. I love that. What state is that in? Um, That is in uh, Arkansas. That is but, a uh, good that's one. That's not the only time that these strangers appear to people. I don't like that. So stay away from Arkansas. Got no, it. Uh, it. No, there's... Oh, this is just the the tiny, tiny slivet of things that happen out there. <laughs> so this uh, this actually 
was kind of going along the lines of the the original story that I wanted to tell y'all. <clears throat> but there was not very many uh, personal encounters with it. But there is a urban legend or a cryptid, technically, out there called the Hide Behinds. And there are these really slender, lanky, humanoid creatures mm -hmm. that have the ability to quickly hide behind anything before you could look at them. And that's exactly what they do, is they follow unsuspecting travelers and uh, their stories. So that you're speaking on that, on 411, there is an incident where something like that happens uh -huh. in a rural country house type incident snowing. Mm -hmm. where actual cops were caught out and you could see the footsteps of when it went up to the window to stare at these people mm -hmm. and then ran back into the wilderness. And then they could find, <laughs> they were able to, like officers were able to see that it went as in one person coming and then it ended up splitting up into two people oh, shit. <laughs> going around the house. And as these people were trying to focus on what they thought was going to be under the window, uh -huh. they were actually staring at them through the opposite side of the wall oh, with the windows. Yeah. And it completely freaked out. The, the It was a family member that went over and he's like, I'm never coming to my cousin's <laughs> house again. And this is all, again, all factual uh, yeah. incidences. But yeah. Yeah. That. And and that's, and there, there's accounts of these, these creatures, right? These hide behinds that would actually pick off the weakest uh, member of your party. So, like, just for example, if you had a child, it would go for the child. If you were the, like, if me, you, and Jesse were out there, technically it would go after you because... Or whoever's asthmatic or something like yeah, that, Yeah, right? it would pick out the weakest uh, member. It's uh, food of choice, the intestines of humans. And it's said that it's uh, when it rips your stomach open, when it finally catches you, because it'll, it'll stalk you. And the, the way the story is told is that every time you think you see it, it's getting closer and closer. And that's all you'll see is like a, a portion of a face looking out from like the side of a, a rock or a tree or something. And every time you catch it out, out of like the, the peripheral, it's getting closer and closer and closer. I fucking hate that. Uh, like I'm getting so freaked out. <laughs> yeah, I used to. It's, it's, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. I used to go uh, to Frederick Park and to Comanche Park alone all the time. <laughs> and like at Frederick Park, I'd be out there for hours because like there's so many trails like and mm -hmm. i'd always be all like oh i love getting lost in these trails and like i'd always be alone and most of the time i just have my headphones on and now i'm just like was was <laughs> see, was i truly alone well, see, that's <laughs> just funny true because in a incident again that's recorded there was a woman that was an avid hiker and that's what she did she fucking went out there so when she ended up getting lost <laughs> she realized after not having her headphones or a distraction there's someone fucking following me. Yeah. Oh Every step of the fucking way. <laughs> and enough towards where she ditched all her equipment so she could run faster. Because she said that this thing, she could literally feel it sometimes when she was running on oh how close God. it was. Oh, shit. Yeah. It, wow. I mean, there's it, the, the details of the story. It's, a, it's an ordeal. Um, I absolutely hate well, that. Yeah. So maybe the reason why, while you're out there, because there is a way to dispel them. Oh, what's that? Uh, They do not like their meat tainted. Oh. 
So. Oh, I'm very tattooed. No, not that. Oh. Remember, they like your intestines. Oh, okay. So alcohol. Alcohol is the the way of deterring it because originally the story started with our early century lumberjacks mm-hmm. in the forests and some say like is it a cautionary tale on you know to try to keep these men vigilant because lumberjacking is a very dangerous thing so mm-hmm. adding one more story isn't too bad if it's going to keep them on their toes and alive technically but I mean, there's, uh, there are stories out there of, you know, people coming across just disembodied bodies with their intestines hanging out and only their intestines being eaten. <laughs> now I'm going to go back and look through all of my old pictures I used to take and be like, what you do know I what? see? <laughs> yes, because there's an incident where this lady took a picture of this thing she saw, which uh-huh. she described as, if you took a transparent human being and wrapped them in cellophane paper. But also kind of like the vapor that comes off of a, a heated object. Yeah. And essentially a fucking predator, if you think about it, yeah, what you're yeah, describing. Yeah. And it looks like vapor just rising yeah. through the, the air. And, <laughs> I mean absolutely hate that. Yeah. I mean, she was fucking scared shitless. So I'm you, scared shitless right now. <laughs> yeah, don't don't look at any of the hide behind uh art I'm, I'm on Google to. because it is creepy as fuck. No, thank you. It yeah, is or, creepy or as the, fuck. the pictures of uh when they actually found Ms. Linda Ortega. Uh, the, and the, there's pictures in how her face of pure terror Ooh, and franticness where she's just like, get me the fuck out of here because there's something <laughs> out there. Wow. That is such, I mean, you did a good job on this one. This one was well told. Yeah. I'm very uh, traumatized. And now I'm just like, I don't want to go back in the woods. What are you telling me? I I was a woods type of guy. Like I was like, <laughs> I have my knife. I, I know how to track. You know, I can, I'm very well prepared, but then I start hearing about these very capable people being picked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, an average hiker. Uh, just, yeah. What am I going to do? It's really, yes. I, that kind of threw me back for a little bit. Go ahead. Uh, this, are you still going on that uh, hide behind? No, that no, was, no, no. That, I mean, that was pretty much uh, the story of the hide behinds. Yeah. Uh, there's very like you know quick just encounters where people discover bodies with the entrails hanging out of them and chunks yeah, of them like, missing uh, and stuff. I guess for the for you all that are listening, uh, uh, Mr. Veach, a, a, a very popular YouTuber that would uh, do cave exploration in the Nevada desert. Same thing, disappeared out there. No shit. Yeah, very capable hiker. Would be out there for fucking days and come back, load up his videos, satellite phone, cell phone, you know, gun, the whole works. Disappeared. Disappeared. Cell phone. Uh, cell phone just dropped on the ground. Satellite yeah. phone just dropped on the ground. I'm looking at my old videos that I would take while I'm out there. I'm like, what do I see? <laughs> oh, Eva just kind of fucking made me turtle in my pants right now. Because oh, she sent me this and I thought it was fucking spooky as fuck. <laughs> I just see a fucking face sticking out from a teepee. That's adorable. I was like, what the fuck is that? And uh, also... Funny incident. He uploaded the video of where he had that weird incident, and uh-huh. he was asking if you guys really want me to go back there and you know discover <laughs> this. I'll be more than gladly. And of course, his followers like, yeah, man, head out there, like yeah. you know, hell yeah, brother. Shows this video, and there's a very eerily comment under it that that user no longer exists. It says if you <laughs> go back to that cave, you're not coming. You're back. not coming back. Oh, oh my damn. god. 
Damn. Ooh. Yeah. So I am going to propose that Jesse did such a fucking phenomenal job that we skip mine and go straight to my sister's. Oh, okay. Because we are at 50 minutes right oh. now. Uh-oh. I Oh, I accidentally... Okay. Yeah, it's the, the backing wire. Sorry. So, yeah. I think I might just need a little finagling. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Um... Yeah, and because mine is pretty traditional. After Jesse's, like I gotta give it to Jesse. Jesse, Thanks, with Jesse his for yes, with his his uh, refrigerator manual over there, <laughs> did fucking my, awesome on this one. This one was really good. I will take a picture of my notes again. <laughs> <laughs> that I think mine is just gonna pale in comparison because mine is a very traditional kind of. It just sounds boring compared to Jesse's <laughs> compared now. Compared to like real life. Yeah. Like, holy shit, that you can, like, Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, um, mine... Okay, I'm just going to say to our listeners, I understood the assignment, but I did not do the assignment. <laughs> I'm just... She, the, what we would like to say is that we said what we were going to talk about, but she took creative freedoms. and artistic freedoms. <laughs> creative liberties. Yes, and she said, you know what? The um, woods... This is what scares me. And she's going to be talking about Ed Woods, the actor, for a little bit. <laughs> Shut up. No, uh, I'm going to be talking about the Blair Witch phenomenon. Tiger Woods. <laughs> um, no, so I I just want to say, like, this week has at work was very, very difficult. So I'm sorry that I really didn't get to do uh, a proper one. So I, ju- I just decided to do the Blair Witch phenomenon. And I believe that I... I want to say we're, we're like almost 20 years since its original release, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, let me see. Really? No, wait, no. It was in 99. Please don't ask me to do basic math. <laughs> it's 24 years old or 23 years old. And uh, I just want to kind of plug this in. It's uh, 411 Missing Persons. Uh, the author is <gasps> David uh, Pilatus. 23 years old. I hope I didn't butcher that. He is a former police officer and he is the guy pumping out all these facts, police reports, and actual crime scene photos. So if you guys want to check out his book, uh, he does have fucking spooked and pooped. Yes, he does have a YouTube video, but he just goes straight to the facts. Like he's not like a storyteller. He tells you the case as it happens. And uh, yeah, so. That uh, pretty much that, that's where I got my sources from. And uh, nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, it's twenty three years old. Yeah, yeah. So we could actually meet somebody in a bar that has never <laughs> seen the original movie, oh, and I could fucking tell them this story, and they'd think it was real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 you you laugh, but it's a testament on how well marketing was done for this movie yeah so i've I've because we believed it yeah the the 20 something year old i I gave him the spiel for speed and he thought it was my life oh my god (laughs) (laughs) he literally thought i was trapped in a bus you are keanu reeves (laughs) until the the other guy who's like in his 40s like is that speed you're talking about and i was like god damn it y'all can't let me have nothing i wanted him to go to his girlfriend and be like man jesse fucking guy at work weird shit happened to him in his 20s i'm like what yeah he was on a bus <laughs> they got hijacked yeah <laughs> fucking bomber dude <laughs> pop quiz kid what was it couldn't go below six? couldn't go, couldn't oh, go yeah. over 60 and uh under it couldn't drop it had to stay yeah. like 
Anyways, I'm sorry. Well, why am I <laughs> wanting specifics? I, 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 yeah. don't, I don't know, but you asked the question and I know, I'm it. sorry. All righty. Blair Witch so, Phenomenon. Yeah, Blair Witch Phenomenon. Okay, so in July of 1999, the horror movie genre changed forever with the reintroduction of found footage. Yeah. The release of an independent movie called The Blair Witch Project premiered, uh, premiered in theaters and would later on become the 41st most profitable horror film. For those that never watched the movie, maybe being too young or just not interested, I've made this small summary of, move, of the movie just hitting the key points. So in 1994, three student filmmakers named Heather, Mike, and Josh make a trip to Burkittsville, Maryland to make a documentary about a local legend called the Blair Witch. After speaking with locals, the team learn about a hermit who kidnapped and murdered children in the 1940s, a little girl who went missing and returned to describe a woman whose feet never touched the ground in the 1880s, and of Coffin Rock, where five men were found ritualistically murdered only to have their bodies disappear later on in the 19th century something important to note about the hermit story is that he would kill them in the basement leaving one to stand in the corner while he murdered the other the trio begin their trek uh, into the woods where they encounter fishermen that warn them about the woods being haunted the morning after their first night of camping, they awake to seven piles of stones arranged nearby. The second night, the trio hear twigs snapping around their tent, something that would understandably cause concern to the most seasoned campers. And I just want to point out that was the same thing with, uh, I think it was Jesse's first story was like hearing stuff outside of the tent yeah. that Im- like immediately was like, bing bong that's fucking scary um yeah uh, there's a lot of cases of that uh tent stuff uh even so prevalent that it made a grown man not want to check on his daughter oh my god oh, shit. <laughs> yes uh yeah it was it, it, there's a lot of cases maybe we'll touch in on some of them and we'll go we'll dive deeper into these missing cases <laughs> Or the Blair Witch is still out there. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the next day, the students try to get back to the car, but have to camp again before dark, uh, before the dark night takes over. Again, throughout the night, they hear twigs snapping, and in the morning, they find three piles of stones outside of their tent. And um, I think the official term is called a cairn. It's C-A-I-R-N, and it's just man-made piles of rocks. I guess uh, they're supposed to be like, um, I guess almost like gravestones or something. But anyways. Okay, okay. Yeah, so this day is when Heather reveals that the map's missing, only for Mike to reveal in an almost crazed tone that he kicked the map into the creek uh, because he was frustrated with it. So, frightened and angry, the three begin to fight and admit that they are now lost. Attempting to head south, he, uh, the students run into stick figures in the shapes of humans hanging from the trees. Uh, the infamous logo. And what dad used to hang in our trees. Yes, yes. <laughs> Outside of Halloween. Well, it was just so easy to make. Yeah. And I think that is such a testament to this film is 
the the budget mm-hmm. how boring it was but how much it built up mm-hmm. and i mean it, it it holds up what? it really holds up i'm just, sorry to interrupt my no, sister no, it's okay. just the concept of you're out in the middle of nowhere you think you're the only humans out there mm-hmm. and then you see something that is crafted mm-hmm. yeah man-made or something made yeah, yeah. and it's been placed everywhere mm-hmm. yeah it, it, it even to be pragmatic about it it, it kind of defies logic why yeah. would you do this yeah it's it's something natural in something extremely natural i guess <laughs> like it's man-made but it's not supposed to be out here yeah um so forced to camp again they begin to hear what sounds like children laughing and ex- and and experience an attack inside of their tent forcing them to run out into the woods in the middle of the night oh no and i think this is the scene where um they're running out into the woods and Heather uh, is when is she starts the... no she starts screaming and she's like what the fuck is that what the fuck oh, is the that oh the first time yeah. yes the first time and, yes and um and so in later on i i learned that she was actually supposed to pan over to see like their actual blair witch they were going to show a witch that's right that's but right she like was she forgot to do that but like that just added so much more to the movie uh-huh, uh, was uh-huh. just like not seeing it. Oh, yeah. So many classic moments like that in history. Yeah. So many classic moments in, in film history. Yeah. Because like, uh, did you know from uh, Hellraiser, you know, when she backs into the wall and all those roaches come out of the wall and fall onto her? Oh, gosh. Those roaches are real. Oh, my God. They're not, you know, props. They're yeah, actual roaches. Stop or it. even from uh, from uh, Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. when they're ripping the sergeant apart, mm-hmm. uh, those those intestines are real are pig real, intestines. And they were putting them in their fucking mouth. Like. Yeah. Well, so that that's one point of it. But those intestines... Uh, all the faces of horror and disgust are real because the refrigerator broke. Oh yeah, I and remember they him. were rotting. Yeah, the, the smell was legit. <laughs> yeah, I would have so, just been vomiting. <laughs> so there are. Oh, I love these details I'm all, about kudos films. To these underpaid <laughs> actors that were like. You can't see my face because it's covered in zombie makeup, but this is where I make my mark on Hollywood. Yes. They will be singing my praises in podcasts in years to come. Cheers but to you, my friends. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry to, to say that, but I love these small details because they really do build the films. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, God. Yes. Um, all right. So the following morning. The team returns to their tent to find all of their belongings have been rummaged through and a slime-like substance on them. Again, the team is forced to camp again that night, only this time to find that Josh, the two remaining campers, uh, camp again, and this time they hear Josh screaming in the night. And this is when uh, they, they think it's the witch trying to lure them out of their tent. Yes. So the next day, Heather finds a bundle of sticks tied with a torn piece of fabric from Joss's shirt. When she opens it, it reveals a blood-soaked piece of his shirt uh, containing teeth, hair, a finger, and a piece of his tongue. <laughs> so Heather, for some reason, does not tell Mike of her findings. And that night, Heather records the now iconic scene apologizing <sighs> to hers, Mike's, and Josh's families. Um, and I think we have to take a, give a moment to that scene where there's been so many spoofs and parodies yes, of it. I hate it, but a um, scary movie. Yeah, scary movie got a hold of it. <laughs> I just want to say that 
you know you've hit it when people start to parody you. Oh, true. You know, you know, oh, yeah. you know you're a success yeah. when there's a parody of it out there. <laughs> true. So, again, the sound of Josh's screams can be heard in the night. This time, Heather and Mike follow the sound, only to come upon an abandoned house with children's bloody handprints on the walls. They go to the basement, where Mike is attacked, <laughs> and drops his camera. Heather then comes in screaming and sees Mike standing against the corner, and something attacks her, and the camera drops, and that is how the end or the movie ends, is just knowing that cam- uh, that Heather got knocked out, and you see it. And so this this is all just I'm just gonna say back then the first time I saw it I thought it was fucking stupid, but I was like a very judgmental teenager at that point I think or just was like oh I'm too cool for school. Well I think everybody was was trying to get the shock because I yeah. think back then was the emergence of Takeshi Meek like he his films were really uh, uh, being put out there right because we were getting hostels we were mm. getting. Um, god darn it what's the other saws we we got our first saw around the early 2000s so yeah i i could see how you you were just like uh this is lame yeah because yeah. i mean it was let, let's not sugarcoat it it was a gore-based horror like era. time yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, yeah perfect yeah uh, that's actually actually very very fitting yes but it killed it at oh, the yeah. budget oh, and yeah. it showed the budget you that, was only like twenty thousand. yeah think. i mean they made a fucking oh yeah off yeah of it. uh I think, oh my God, what, what, what I, I want to say, I lost my train of thought on that one. Um, <laughs> they they revolutionized basically the yeah. the, the filmmaking way. Um, well, I mean, they they revolutionized the genre. Period. Where, yeah. where you didn't have to show or the well, monster again. So the interesting thing was that with this movie. Uh, they, the director and the like, like the people that were actually producing and directing the film, they wanted to have like the least amount of like contact with the actors, actually. Yes, and so, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, so they're all, but you can figure out the script. This yeah. is all going to be like improv. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, let the elements, the way frustrations actually oh, form yeah. amongst real people, and like I said, the the. The fact that you see le- nothing to little of the actual thing is actually super fucking. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Because it leaves you wanting, like, what the fuck is it? Like, where yeah. is it? Yeah. Well, the the funny thing before I move on to the actual phenomenon part. So the funny uh, thing that I read was that uh, Mike, the actor, didn't know he was gonna get tackled over basically by the director. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the ending scene and that like he was like go in the corner and that like he finally felt relief i uh i guess that that's just how much in the dark the the actors were like that they didn't realize that yeah we're gonna get fucking knocked out <laughs> well i mean there's essentially no fucking script yeah <laughs> so there's no really cues where you know what's gonna happen it's just like this is the scene go yeah Alrighty, so because the movie was shot in a found footage style, and because the makers of the film cleverly listed the three main actors as missing or deceased (laughs) when premiered at the Sundance Film Festival, a large portion of the audience believed the movie to be true. Uh, To further add to the mystery, the filmmakers took out missing persons ads in local (laughs) newspapers passed out fucking missing person pamphlets and shared photos from made-up police reports 
Like they even amazing, yeah, amazing, they yes. even had fake news stories written up about the trio. <laughs> um, I couldn't have done it better myself. <laughs> so, what really pushed this secret marketing campaign, though, was the use of the internet. The internet was a baby yeah, at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, some some of y'all new listeners wouldn't uh, know LimeWire if we said it out loud, or AOL, or Napster, ASL, bitch. But anyways, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, so the internet was fresh and new to many. Uh, the creators dropped little seeds in AOL chat rooms about the missing people in this film. Oh, chat rooms. How yeah. I love them. Oh, yeah. And so... Uh, and that was the scene, too. Chat rooms, like... Oh, yeah. You know, your friend told you about, like, Mike's Pencil, which was, like, you know, a chat room, or... You, you know, you, you, yeah. were, you heard uh, about chat rooms. Yeah, I yeah. was in, a, in a, a few dozen X-File ones, and it was, <laughs> it was never a boring moment. Like, you could share... Uh, essential conspiracy theories yeah. well let, you know. let me let me say that the internet in the early 2000s was truly taking on the vision that the internet was supposed yes, to it be was, it was it was bringing everyone together, together. we mm-hmm. had tra- we had the chat rooms we had myspace we had all these things that were bringing everyone together and, and, and that I is say like we acted very civil because when even when we were arguing <laughs> about like conspiracies <laughs> some guy was like well you know what yeah. That's your opinion, man. Well, anyways, yeah. um, my thing is AOL and these chat rooms is what laid the groundwork for these future, like, what is it, uh, or websites, but like the Angel Fire websites and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, so yeah. that that's where it all started from. The Cuatro Chan. Yeah. Oh, the, the black background with the green font. Oh, and... yeah. But um, so, but so this is where they were like planting their seeds in these chat rooms, directing them to their website. Mm-hmm. And so they even changed the IMDb pages to list the actors as missing or presumed dead. <laughs> so they were just like fucking with everybody. They were trolls, basically. <laughs> uh, you say trolls, but I want to say they had a Genius. very good marketing. Pioneers. Yeah, they were pioneers. Really. Because, you know, once once in a generation does something like that come along. Because, I mean, like, like now, for example, you what, had Kung Fury. What would you compare that to Blair Witch if you had to compare it to uh in what sense uh, in the, the innovation wise oh, I mean I the, like like I just said Kung Fury Kung Fury was this YouTube short that was fucking awesome that they attracted like all kinds of talent I mean David Hasselhoff joined the film uh, and I, I want to say it's a lot of people give me shit for it but I compare it to the radio broadcast of War of the Worlds oh yeah 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 oh. yeah Orson Wheels. Yeah, yeah. It, it it had the same vibe. It got everybody freaked the fuck out. Yeah, you, yeah. Some people were like, "It's true, man. It's real." Or like, like that, uh, like the commercial of the Orkin Man, and they had a cockroach crawl across the screen, and because they thought it was a real cockroach uh-huh. on their TV. Yeah, I could see that. I would scream. Yeah. So, anywho, so after the premiere of the movie, the actors' families began receiving condolences, <laughs> truly believing that they were oh. missing or deceased from like from extended family oh members, like God. their cousins Amazing. and shit. Yeah, and then they would find out like that, like no, they're alive, <laughs> and they'd be pissed because you know they thought they were dead. They're like we airbrushed like fucking fifty <laughs> shirts, man. <laughs> 
Um, Amazing. Yeah, but even though, like, the filmmakers and the actors did come out and say, like, no, this is, we're clearly alive. This was just <laughs> a, a story. Like, the narrative continued. And so there was, like, an influx of travelers to Burkittsville and, like, trying to find the fucking Blair Witch. And, you know? We're going to find their bodies, give them proper burials. <laughs> but um, I love it. Yes. I love it. So, um,. Anywho's from the movie sprouted many YouTube videos, a second movie called Book of Shadows that was not as successful. It was mm -hmm. all right. It I, was it not was... a found footage type, though. Yeah, it, That's was, why yeah, it I... was just a traditional yeah. horror. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. bad. I liked it. I didn't. Um, but then <laughs> the third movie called Blair Witch, which I'm just going to say... I went and saw that by myself, and I got drunk, and I got fucking terrified. <laughs> well, I want to. It doesn't wanna, take much to scare you. True. I just want to. I that. want to uh, propose something for the YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Let's play the game. Oh God, that's what I was going to talk about next. That they have games of the Blair Witch, and I hear it's really good. Oh my fucking! But God. I hear uh, an ingenious way to kind of calm the uh, player i haven't played it uh -huh. but an ingenious way to calm the player is so half of the game is reliant on the dog but then you get to pet the dog and be friends with the dog um as well as the missing filmmakers but this is like where i guess a lot of the lore comes from that also helped extend and like make the history of the blair witch because mm -hmm. there's like a whole backstory to her now um she's become a topa oh god um and there was even a young adult novel series called The Blair Witch Files. Um, there was... Sparkly. <laughs> there was a... The Blair Witch Diaries. Oh, Ooh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, there was a single one-shot comic that was released. And then... Uh, the, Let us not forget the adult film version of that. I did not know there was an adult film version. But anyways... The Blair um, Bitch Project. Shut up. Um, in 2000, the three computer games based on the tale of the Blair Witch were released. Um, because of Blair Witch, the horror movie genre has uh, had many similar found footage type films produced. Oh, yeah. Most notably, the mo even more successful Paranormal Activity series, which... Eh, has fallen off. It's... I don't think any of them were really that good, to be honest. I, they so, were good for their time, but oh, then yeah, you can yeah. only recreate it so many well, times. And, th and that's what I was going to say. Like, the first one created a magic that can never be recaptured. Like, even part two, I, you know, you saw it coming. Mm -hmm. As startling as it was, you saw it coming. Well, the thing about the first one, I was hyped for the first one because mm -hmm. it was, I think it was the MySpace days where it was like, Oh, the scariest film ever, and like you have to <laughs> to vote to get your city to uh, play it, and blah, oh, blah, blah. that's right, I remember. And that, so, yeah. like, I remember like creating fake emails there's, and yeah, signing I was about up. To say, there's little Jen going, <laughs> yeah, like hell, you yeah, fucking scared the fuck out of me. I you don't, know? I don't put <laughs> don't this feel much bad. effort into a lot of stuff, but this is where I'm gonna, yeah, really shine. <laughs> I brought it to you, <laughs> San Antonio. No, and so, um, <laughs> thank no. me. So I went with my friend and her boyfriend, and one movie theater was, or like the. The theater was sold out in one, but across the hallway, there was room for one more person. I was like, I'll go watch it by myself. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and so I went and watched it. And like, I was looking around at other people like, is this it? Like, what? <laughs> like, I was upset. Yeah. 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 So uh, don't feel bad because I, I was hyped about the Boondock Saints, too, because that was around the same time. Uh -huh. Big and mistake. it was. Yeah. And <laughs> I watched it and I was just like you. I was like, what the fuck is this? You can't what really like duplicate cult films like oh no all no. right well i have one more that i need to bring up 
All right. So due to the nature of the genre, many movies were produced, and one of my favorites was Grave Encounters. No, yeah. And it's got a ghost hunting team loosely based on Zach Bagans. <laughs> Everything's loosely based. <laughs> Even his butthole. Yeah. What? <laughs> anyways. But... His butthole is loosely based on him. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, anyways, uh, this was the Blair Witch it's Phenomenon. It's man dies. <laughs> oh, uh, God damn I accidentally touched this. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. I touched the wire. Sorry. I'm going to electrocute myself one day. Oh, my God. But anyways. My my lovely sister. She gets very uh, defensive when we talk about Baggins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Get away from his butthole, goat man. (laughs) Anyways. Sweet virgin boy. Oh, man. Anyways. Okay. So, um. Yeah, that's the Blair Witch phenomenon. If you guys have your own uh, opinions about the Blair Witch and how did you feel about it? Did you like believe in for a while? Like, oh, this is totally a true story. Or did you like know immediately like this is fake? <laughs> like people with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, oh, it gosh. really happened. Or well, there are people like I used to, uh, one place that I used to work at there. Like they literally were like, no, that that's based on real events. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, loosely based on an actual person. Yeah, the, cause, but I had like actual people that were like, "No, it happened. <laughs> this is Texas. a historical it's film. Here. <laughs> it is here. Yeah, I've I've been to the house. Yeah. Oh gosh. Because I mean, who is he loosely based off of? Is it Ed Gein? Yeah. 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 Like he's based off of Ed Gein. So. Well, anywho's. Yeah. yeah. Well, anywho's. Thanks, guys, for listening yeah. in. Um, Please, anybody, if one person says they want to see Jen play the Blair Witch game, <laughs> just one, just, I will make it happen. Just know that I, when I played Amnesia, like I literally, like I still have never beat the game because I start getting so freaked out and hyperventilating. And this like, is true. I've seen this. Yeah, and and like sometimes I'll try to pause, and I I think that's the game where you can't pause or something. It's I don't yeah, know. No, something. You can't. I literally went back to. I was like, "What are you watching? Zach Baggins porn over here?" Because <laughs> <laughs> she was like, <laughs> 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 just fucking shaking back there, and I was like, "What's wrong with you? What are you What are you watching that you're not supposed to be watching back here?" She was like, no, scary. Uh, uh, and I was like, what the f- <laughs> Oh, my God. That Do was, I have to put parental awesome. locks on this goddamn thing? <laughs> I felt like Hank Hill. I was like, God damn it, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. I get scared easily. Uh, <laughs> but anyways. Oh, so, you know, uh, I, I'm going to send it to you later. Actually, now that I'm thinking about video games. Wait, that, so what was the thing that was like popping up that you were like... Like, you really don't even see it until later on in the game. Yeah, like, it's like, just a, a noise that's following you yeah, around in I was the like, game. For amnesia? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It was literally, like, the first scare when you have to go hide in the closet. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I kept on, like, hiding in the closet. And, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, it's not time to hide. I was like, <laughs> God damn it. I was like, game in the closet? I was like, fucking... <laughs> And she was like, it's, oh, uh, Miles sent me. And I was like, what? Yeah, because Mayo bought me, um, I don't remember what Mayo had. Oh, well, Mayo bought me, I think, Undertale. And that one's not scary. But it was like, a, you went on like this video game downloading thing. Yeah. You were back there and you were like, yeah. And then uh, one day I just go back there. And, you're like, <laughs> and I was like, what the 
fuck is going on back here? Oh, so okay. Speaking about video games, mm -hmm. I'm gonna send you the uh, promo ad for Resident Evil Biohazard. Right, it's the one that brought Resident Evil back to the scary, mm -hmm. and they actually do a uh, like Blair Witch esque. Mm -hmm. Uh, is that the homage. big titty giant coffee lady? No, no, that's uh, the village, and I oh, love okay. that one. I I want to be succubied by her. <laughs> she's just so. so yeah. mm. You're just you focus big on ladies. her boobs, but she's like literally no, like a giant yeah, woman. Like she's Everything foot. about her is she's big. big. She's yes. nine foot foot tall. She's yeah. proportional you know. for her size. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. She's, that's she's what an I Amazonian. That's Anyways. what you love. <laughs> just keep thinking of that Futurama episode. <laughs> <laughs> the body is... No, the mind is willing, but the body is sore. <laughs> no, uh, the uh, body is uh, tender and... Yeah. and oh, uh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. Um, all right. I think we can wrap it up here. <laughs> I wouldn't wrap it up. Goth. Nope, giant not nine. with giant yeah. goth lady. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. just going to slap you. Um... <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, uh, dear Resident Evil, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're gonna find Jesse hyperventilating like that playing the game. <laughs> yeah, but for a different by reason. The lady. <laughs> you don't leave the room where she's at. <laughs> Anyways, um, all right. So, if you have any suggestions for us, like any future topics, send them in. Um, you could send them to our Instagram, Facebook, or our email. That's let's chat paranormal at gmail.com. Um, if you want to see me like scream and cry and hyperventilate, also send in that like, hell yeah, brother. Um, <laughs> there's like a nine foot goth lady in, uh, Switzerland going, oh, he likes the <laughs> <laughs> We'll figure out how to stream on Twitch or yeah. something. Just like, watch me cry. I like that Jesse guy. <laughs> He's got good taste. Anyways. Um, all right. So thanks again for listening in and hope you guys have a very safe and productive next week. Bye. 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 -bye. <laughs>